Welcome back to Financial Therapy. It's not just about the money. I'm personal financial planner, columnist, and financial therapist, Rick Kaler. Research tells us that 90% of all financial decisions are made emotionally, not logically. For nearly four decades, I've been helping people make better money decisions. So what makes my financial worldview different from most financial experts? I blend the nuts and bolts of financial advice with the emotions that drive making them. Good money decisions are not just about the money. So let's get started with today's episode. Welcome back to Financial Therapy. It's not just about money. One of my retired clients is pretty fond of telling me that growing old isn't for the faint of heart. As we age, it becomes increasingly important for us to have a support system that's going to advocate for us or have our back. But putting a support system like that in place isn't something that is just going to happen. It takes time. It takes money. A person needs to be pretty intentional about it. Unfortunately, I know far too many people who just have no one looking out for them that really has their back emotionally, physically, uh, financially, as they go through retirement. A lot of folks struggle through their retirement, and I think it's unnecessary because of the lack of past financial planning and the impact of really poor decisions during their life. It's really heartbreaking to watch, especially when you know that the suffering was really unnecessary. So there are a lot of missteps that I'd like to talk about today that a person can make during retirement, not just leading up to retirement. So we're not talking about, here's what you need to do to get ready for retirement. We're talking about, here's what you need to do after you retire. The first big misstep is not updating your financial plan, at least annually. Now, Financial planning is not a one-time event. It's not an advisor giving you a a book two inches thick and (laughs) this is it. It's not one and done. And financial planning does not stop when you retire. Ongoing revisions are really important to provide for your comfort, your well-being, and your financial security. A uh, recent article by Derek Tharp at uh, Kitsis.com points out that for people who are receiving ongoing advice and are able to adjust spending along the way, there is little risk that they would actually ever run out of money. Now, Derek goes into to a huge uh, set of details to... Uh, to show this, and if you're interested in reading it, you can go to kitsis.com and look for his January 6, 2021 article. He goes on to make the case from that, that the data suggests people who don't have professional advice in their retirement years are at considerably higher risk of either running out of money or living a retirement lifestyle far under what they could experience. So it's that uh, frequent checkup by a professional that's going to help 
the retiree make those adjustments along the way that will help them maximize their retirement spending and minimize the chance of running out of money. So that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. And probably right there worth it. And like I said, if you'd like to, to read about, I don't know, 14 very technical pages on why, uh, Derek has, <laughs> is your man. So the second thing that are missteps that can be made after you retire is assuming that taking money from your IRA is easy. <laughs> That's like assuming Social Security is easy. IRAs are governed by a complex set of laws and regulations necessitating a number of complicated strategies for maximizing distributions from them and minimizing the taxes. Now, I'm not going to go into to all the rules and strategies involved, but these have to do with RMDs, QCDs, 72Ts, Roth conversions, protection from creditor lawsuits, rollover rules, complex beneficiary limitations, and requirements on IRAs. So um, if you mess up on any of these rules and the tax-deferred status of your IRA disappears, you could be required to hand over up to 40% of your IRA to the IRS. So it's really, really important that a person has some guidance on this. The third is ignoring the emotional aspect of retirement. Else would you expect on a podcast on financial therapy, right? So financial therapy has two components, finances and therapeutic or emotions. And the transition into retirement and during retirement is much more than just a financial change of life. I would almost say it's more emotional than financial. And a lot of people struggle. They find it uh, difficult to work through this transition uh, successfully. Emotional struggles when they're left unaddressed before and during retirement can not only unravel the best laid retirement plan. They can make retirement absolutely miserable. And there's research out there on uh, the depression that a lot of seniors face. And th this is largely unavoidable, but it needs to be planned for. It, it needs to be considered. By avoiding it doesn't mean that it won't happen. Fourth is uh, an overspending in early retirement. So one of the common missteps that we see is the tendency to overspend during the first five years of retirement. This kind of goes back to number one, where it's really important to be having that checkup annually. And so, so we retire, we're on, we have our lifestyle going, and we tend to continue that lifestyle. Now, if your retirement nest egg is huge as compared to your lifestyle, no worries, right? But if your lifestyle is a little higher than what your nest egg can afford, this can be disaster. And unfortunately, a lot of people discover this um, when it's too late. And, and 
there's some damage done. Fifth is the underspending when it isn't necessary. Yes, underspending a problem. The same frugal mindset that accounts for a lot of people being able to save adequate funds for retirement can actually serve to threaten them in retirement. It's a big deal in changing your mindset from saver to spender. This is not easy and it is an emotional one. I've seen people who fearfully live a retirement lifestyle far less than they can afford because of money scripts that say they're going to run out of money. Or if they're not working for money, that this is really bad, you really got to clamp down. So they continue that mindset that was pre-retirement of struggling to scrimp and save when the scrimping and saving isn't needed anymore. I mean, here a person's worked all their life, they've been frugal, they've saved, now they've saved enough, and happy days are here, right? Now we can go forth and spend. That is not how the brain is wired for, for most of us. So uh, it's a real problem. Unnecessarily cutting expenses and sometimes even necessities when the money exists to fully fund those costs for the rest of their life, it might save you money, it might preserve your nest egg, but at what cost? You can actually be wasting uh, emotion, emotional energy, uh, spiritual energy, needlessly. So this is again where it's really helpful to have somebody that not only understands the dollars and cents. I mean, it doesn't help being told, hey, you can spend more. <laughs> to most limbic systems, that does not compute. It takes uh, working with those messages, working with those money scripts, to kind of understand where are they coming from and really getting to the source of being able to help that part of you understand that it isn't pre-retirement anymore and the numbers really are there that they they really can do this but it it needs to be the, it's the emotions that need to be worked with obviously if it was all cognitive boom on the day you retire there's enough there my planner showed me that i'm okay boom you're good you can spend so as usual it's not about the money right the six is not preparing for the inevitable decline in cognitive functioning okay so it's really easy to tell yourself that when uh, things start getting harder to do, that's when I'm going to get some help with my finances. So I can not have my, my planner until I need one. The reality is that cognitive decline is often so gradual that by the time most of us recognize it, the damage is done. It's too late. And sometimes we never recognize it. So... There's a lot of things a person can do to get ready for that. Maybe we'll talk about that in a, in a future podcast. But it's really important to have that support system in place before there's cognitive decline. So these six reasons 
underscore why it's important early in retirement that you put this team together. A uh, support team that knows you, cares about you, is going to be there for you and step in for you when you need them. And uh, one of the, the people on the team is your financial therapist and, I, and also a financial planner. I, I think uh, both, both have a, a place at the table. So one of the biggest issues, one of the biggest money scripts that I run into with people who are retiring is the idea that, oh, I'm not going to be earning an income anymore. I can't afford financial planning. Okay. So therefore, when I retire, I need to, to fire my financial planner. Well, can a person afford financial planning in retirement? Well, it depends. We know that a person needs financial planning in retirement. So the question is, can you afford it? And the answer is, it depends. At times, it's really true that a financial planner can become un unaffordable in retirement. I think this is really likely. Let's say you have under $100,000 saved in retirement uh, savings. Uh, you don't own any real estate outside of your home. And your primary source of income is Social Security. In that case, you, you may not be able to afford a fee-only financial planner. And we talk a lot about fee-only financial planners. That's all we assume in this uh, particular podcast that we're talking about is a planner that doesn't sell anything that is fee for service. It's really important. So if you have, let's say you had a fee-only financial planner before retirement, okay? So they are your advocate because they owe you a fiduciary duty. So the chances are that if you've stopped working and uh, you can't afford to pay that planner what you've been paying them, that they're going to tell you that you need to fire them before you do. Now, personally, I've done this with a number of clients. And if you're not sure if you can afford continued financial planning, best thing to do is just raise the question with your planner. If that planner is an advocate for you. As a fiduciary, they're obligated to put your interests first, even to the point of recommending their own firing. The same dynamic is actually in place when uh, uh, a fiancé planner is interviewing with a, a prospect. I've sent away more people than I've ever taken on as clients because it didn't make any financial sense for them to hire me. I remember one client that life had changed and she clearly could not afford me anymore. And I spent one session going through, this is why you've got to let me know. And here's what you can do because you really don't need me anymore. And at the end of all this, she says, can I still hire you? Ah, so I said, yes. And um, eventually, probably about six months later, we were able to to work through the emotional issues to where she did fire me. So um, it's just really important 
that you hire the right financial advisor that's going to have that type of commitment, advocacy, and honesty with you. So that's not being able to afford a planner, but sometimes even when a person's financial plan can fully fund ongoing advice and support, some retirees succumb to that fear-based money script that ongoing advice is too expensive. I don't have an income coming in anymore. I'm paying this planner thousands of dollars a year. I can do it myself. So they make an emotional decision that they can't afford financial planning. It's, it's not logical, especially if the planner has put it into the plan. I mean, cutting this particular expense is really ironic when many of your, your advisors include the cost of ongoing investment and financial planning advice in their retirement income projections. And they base the, the whole plan on having those included and Therefore, you have a certain amount of money that you can spend annually, and um, many times it's it's sufficient. And yet, we look at those dollars, and our limbic system and our brain goes fear based. And this would be especially true with that person that's frugal. Uh, that money script just kicks in. So. It's important, really important to take a look at this emotional issue. And in many ways, the transition from employment to retirement is a time when financial planning can be the most valuable. As I've been saying, going from an accumulating uh, money mindset to a spending money mindset requires a lot of financial decisions and a lot of emotional work. And during retirement, you've got a lot of critical decisions uh, to make in your tax planning, your income planning, estate planning, your health care, investments, Social Security, in addition to all of the financial complexities that most of these decisions uh, have. There's a large emotional component which presents challenges that are really hard to see. And they're really hard to resolve without professional guidance. So like all professional services, financial guidance isn't free. You can elect to do it yourself after you retire. And you can also end up costing yourself far more in financial missteps than you save in financial planning fees. The intangible benefits that a planner can bring to you can save you from making costly mistakes. So the reality is that it's a myth finances get easier in retirement. In many ways, they become more complicated. It's just all too easy for anyone to make the wrong financial decisions when going it alone, right? Like many, many things. And as we age, the possibility of declining cognitive abilities puts us even more at risk for making financial mistakes. So like planning for retirement, planning in retirement 
is a dynamic process that never ends. I like to say that retirement is similar to journeying to a foreign country that you've never been to. It takes a lot of time, you know, a lot of planning and research and preparing for that journey. Once you reach your destination, you're probably going to get the most out of the experience if you have a guide. That's, you know, a guide knows the landscape. They know the language. They know the places to visit, the places to avoid. And having somebody like this is an invaluable research resource. I remember when I went to uh, Beijing with my family, never been there. We hired a uh, local guide, Jessie, I believe was her name. And she was with us for three or four days. Absolutely made that trip memorable. In fact, I remember more about Jessie than I do Beijing. I mean, we talked about Tiananmen Square and Tibet and Taiwan, which my daughter later in the day said, Dad, you have violated the three no-nos of talking to anybody in China. They call them the three T's. And you had uh, talked to her about those, all three of them in the first two hours. So having a guide can really, really make a difference. So, you know, it makes no sense to invest $20,000, say, into a jungle safari, only to decide on the day that you enter the jungle that you need to fire your guide because you can't afford their $1,000 fee. Now, while you might save that $1,000, you may end up spending thousands more and missing out on many of the trip's most memorable experiences because of your incomplete knowledge. So retirement is one of those hugely significant life transitions, and it, it will impact every aspect of your well-being, emotional well-being, physical and financial. And having a trusted guide to help negotiate the overwhelming number of details that you need to deal with can be essential. There's a lot of value in knowing that you have a trusted financial advisor, financial therapist, uh, accountant, attorney, and bookkeeper, other people on that team that know you and can advocate for you. So thanks for joining me. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast and I look forward to our next uh, segment. Thanks for joining me, Rick Kaler, for another episode of Financial Therapy. It's not just about the money. This is where I combine the nuts and bolts of financial advice with the emotions that drive making them. Remember, every financial behavior, whether it appears illogical to you or others, makes perfect sense when we understand the underlying beliefs, feelings, and thoughts. Sign up for my weekly blog at financialawakenings.com. I hope you'll join me again for our next episode.